Hi everyone, uh, this is Stephen Jordan Parnons, London office, and welcome to our first podcast. Uh, my name is Mohammed Khan, I'm the studio director for our London office, and joining me is my great colleague Llewellyn John. Hi, Llewellyn here. I am architectural technician, been working alongside Mohammed for many years on data centre projects. Great. So uh, today's podcast is just to give you um, a general overview of our visit uh, last week at Data Centre World at the Excel over the two days. And uh, yeah, I mean, uh, f- for us, it was, a, it was a great event, Llewellyn, first physical event in three years. I mean, how, how did you find that event? I think it was fantastic. I think um, post-pandemic, everyone was really keen to see each other in face again and not just from the waist up through a camera or a screen. So it, it went fantastic. Definitely. I think it was great to see the 2D to 3D kind of physical clients. And, uh, you know, we met, we met really good old clients we met new clients as well and it was i think it was really great to see um kind of people in that in that physical form and, and what we found was the the event was very productive uh very you know educational and uh you know see, seeing those kind of old faces again it was it was very kind of heartwarming as well so um yeah i mean the thing is that uh, obviously with the the pandemic being uh two two years now it has slightly uh, you know affected the sector in terms of yeah people were kind of very desperate to kind of get back back into london but we've we've seen that certainly in our dc sector llewellyn that growth is still maintained i mean things are you know picking up very fast now so well i think the grid seems to be a lot wider than what it used to it it, it used to be getting all that power and and, and information into the cities but everyone talking about hybrid working um, means we've had to have that growth happening in our homes, which we're seeing as an architectural practice. Um, New builds suddenly considering getting an office built into this uh, space rather than just for their TV units. Um, So there's been a a growth overall. Yeah, no, definitely. I think certainly our broadband widths have increased at home as well which means that in terms of uh, additional or IT space requirements have increased uh, you know megawattage power consumption have increased as well because we're just working from home more we're doing a lot more uh, e-commerce shopping uh, streaming a lot more on you know various streaming platforms and you know myself I've got two phones so um, it just shows it's twice twice the the data, but but the good thing is that you know we're finding it one of the uh, you know similar to industrial logistics a very recession proof sector. So we're seeing that there's there's no end at the moment, and uh, you know our our sector is growing very fast. It's uh, very uh, much deals with kind of innovation. I mean. Well, one of the things that I thought, thought was some of the things in terms of being more efficient, the, you know, the AI Absolutely. and the ML technology where you've got all this automation and machine learning where machines can kind of self-diagnose themselves and all the kind of widgets. What, what was your kind of thoughts on that? I've definitely um, seen with the data centre world this year also a lot of new faces of new people 
trying to get into the sector, particularly on these AI um, platforms and, and, and net security, that seemed to be a new, yeah. loads of new players within that. Um, due to the fact you need the double security, you need it at the office, but you need it at home and within your pocket if you're doing work off your mobile phone. Loads of um, conferences happening there and um, dealing with cyber security, um, I thought was quite inspiring. Yeah, and certainly from an architectural practice side, um, you know, for us, you know, security, uh, you know, we obviously have to take it seriously now with, with the, the, the kind of wider web. Um, we, we tend to use things like, you know, BIM technology, all of our models are kind of, uh, you know, cloud, cloud based as well. I mean, that's some, something that we felt um, as a sector, um, a lot of the supply chain are embracing with BIM technology and automation as well. How can we be more efficient as a, as a business? I mean, you do a lot of BIM, Llewellyn, yourself, and you would know that it is so much easier than just using 2D. Absolutely. I think mainly the, uh, the benefits for clash detection seems to have been um, lifesaver in the last few projects I've used. Um, um, whereas the projects where we're sort of using the CAD technology along with it would be a bit slower to pick up things like simple things like rainwater pipes clashing with steel, etc. Um, so I, I'm all for them when it comes to efficiency. Yeah, and the, and the other thing is that, the, the, you know, the clients are getting a lot more mature now as well. So uh, with, the, with the new up-and-coming managers, uh, they're seeing that certainly... Um, the kind of the BIM environment is certainly adding value, uh, straight from, uh, you know the, the the kind of strategic definition stage where you can set the kind of matrix and the parameters beforehand, uh, and because the thing is that you know in this sector there's not really any shortcuts you have to do it right the first time, uh, or or you pay the price uh, at the end. But but we felt things like you know BIM op uh, automated system. Uh, all, all, and also, you know, the, the, the kind of data centers uh, operational maturity had increased, which, which really helps um, the, the, the design team as well. Yeah, for, for, for one, I, I noticed a change. It's usually you speak BIM, it's usually architects or, or um, uh, engineers, really. And now you've got project managers and, and people like that thinking BIM, going, we, we don't need to model, but we can actually put that information into a BIM project and they're seeing the benefits of that. So I'm seeing massive growth in BIM in new sectors. Yeah. I mean, another thing is that what, what's also important is how is the architecture changing? I mean, the kind of uh, initial DCs that we designed were very different from what it is now. There's just a lot of, um, I feel, architectural merit. Um, they have to look more aesthetically pleasing now, they have to respond and complement the planning requirements in context as well. They can't just be, uh, you know, some may call it overpriced sheds. Um, they have to now look quite pretty. I think the, yeah. south, the sense of well-being around a data centre has yeah. become a massive um, beneficial sort of boost um, through the local authority at the moment. So no longer we're just getting a shed through, as you're saying, just for trucks and that. Uh, it's about retaining trees or creating spaces within that, bicycle paths, um, things for well-being, you know, even strategies within IC where people could 
you know, bring their um, pets to work, etc. There's been all of that kind of talk. Definitely, and it all goes back to, like you said, well-being, and you know, target is the the whole sustainability uh, aspect as well. Where um, through, you know, various uh, tools we can get towards our, our, our sustainable Absolutely. targets and as well. The, and the looming net carbon zero yeah. discussion, which is on everyone's... Everyone's talking about it. Everyone's, everyone's talking, talking about it. Uh, look, for, for just my opinion, um, I think it's um, I think it's a great feeling when you've got your um, digital customers that are going for that net carbon or negative carbon, uh, you know, saying that all of their DCs are uh, 100% renewable. So... You know, if we feel that the customers are implementing it, the job's half won, uh, and now our data centre providers are joining various uh, net carbon sustainable initiatives as well. So it now has to filter back to the architects, the engineers, structural engineers, down to the person that supplies your plasterboard. So I think so. I, I think for us um, at DC World, um, certainly that was a buzzword. It, it was massive, and um, as architects, we were able we can come in. I, I, I think a lot of people at data centre will never really considered as an architectural kind of job, but more of a technical one, um, MEP driven. Now with architecture, we can save so much waste by coming in early and 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 making sure things are from recycled materials or or just things that won't get broken out and and scrapped. You know. Um, yeah, I think certainly uh, on the industrial logistics jobs where um, we have got, you know, uh, X amount of dock levelers that don't get used. We've got roof lights that don't get used. Oh, the amount of times you go on site for your first site visit and you see everything just brand new, just handed over, scrapped, lying on the side of the, uh, the, the pavement basically being ready to be picked up and crushed it's um it's heartbreaking yeah and, and the thing is it's all part of your lessons learned we, you know i think as architects it's important that we sit down with the the, the various stakeholders uh, team members and you know have our uh lessons learned meeting as well where you know you can be honest and uh and, and kind of discuss where we can save program save money uh, and just definitely be more efficient but you know it's not with all this kind of uh, implementation, uh, there are still a lot of challenges, oh. Llewellyn. So uh, the, 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 the top one, which everyone talks about, is power. You know, uh, power, power is, is, a, is a big problem in, in the southeast and in various places Absolutely. in London. Absolutely. Um, we need more of it. We need more of it. So we, we kind of um, hope our local authorities can, um, uh, you know, install more more power in, in the grid. But again, you know, we, we have to look at what, what they're doing in other areas of Europe and, uh, you know, uh, APAC areas as well, where yeah. they're looking at um, solar farms, they're looking at geothermal technology. Hydroelectric. Hydroelectric. Um, yeah. So I, I think we have to learn from others um, because things like power uh, is, a pro, uh, is, a, is a challenge. Land cost is increasing as well. You can see from... Um, you know the challenges that we're facing at the moment. Uh, you know land costs has increased, and it just meeting the demands. You know, uh, it's. Uh, I, I think with that land cost, you're starting to see data centres being built um, a little further out and in different kinds of places. And um, people considering um, 
building DCs quite remote, yeah. um, and, and perhaps near near the ocean or, or places like that in different parts of the world. So it's, it's quite interesting to see the development of that. Yeah, I think I think for us is you know, and certainly our sector, um, it is quite important to even embrace the challenges, and then you know sit down with the local authority, the utility provider, sit down with the estate agents and talk about the, the how do we maximise and add value with the land cost being so high. You know, we can, as architects, you know, we can uh, certainly provide our expertise. And then, Definitely. you know, simple things like looking at the supply chain. I mean, for me, um, that's important as well because we need to be fully understanding where our materials are coming from. You know, it should be from um, uh, the, the right um, resource materials and uh, recruitment. Again, you know, that for us, that's another challenge. Finding, you know, the right staff, uh, doing efficient mentoring as well. I mean, that that's a challenge when you have someone that has no DC experience and you have five or six jobs with deadlines and how do you train them? I mean, that's... That is, you know, a big challenge. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that was another buzzword at, D- at Data Centre World, just people not able to find bums on seats to, to fulfil the need. Um, so that, that I think, uh, uh, mentoring is really important at this point from early on, from the early stages of, say, even high school. Um, I think it's worth looking into. Yeah, I, I agree. And I think I, I, I've kind of mentioned this a few times um, ISUP is that you know our sector should be by choice and not by chance. Um, we should be going out to the uh, the the kind of uh, um, university institutes. Uh, we should be doing workshops. We should break. We be bringing in um, youngsters with their kind of academic professionals. Um, we should, you know which um, basically creates more awareness of the data center sector so uh, we so so youngsters are aware that once they've used you know a a, a kind of a, a retail app to buy a pair of trainers uh, what happens in the background you know from our industrial logistics side and also from our data Centre side as well. The how how is that all? Once process? again, I, I uh, bumped into a few graduates at our stand at yep. DC World, and they were totally unaware that architects were involved in doing these kinds yeah. of projects. Um, and very impressed with the CGI type of stuff we're doing and the automation thereof. And they kind of seeing, oh wow, I, I didn't realise that. You know, I'm a graduate in software architecture. So they basically hack in and make sure you're safe, but they had no idea that, that these things were actually housed in yeah. big buildings. Yeah, I think the funny thing was that every time we uh, called ourselves architects at DC World, um, um, a, few, a few of the Stowe uh, colleagues um, thought we were solution architects. So just obviously for the podcast, we are professional architects on the, on the ARB uh, Viva Register. <laughs> so... Bricks and mortar, as I said, yeah, not, yeah. Not, not ones and zeros. Yeah, definitely. I mean, <laughs> uh, just to kind of uh, finish off now, um, in terms of the future and what, what it holds, um, look, for me, uh, thankfully, mentioned before, it's, we, we see it being one of the, the recession-proof uh, sectors. So, 
you know, we we do see the the demand increasing in 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 the kind of top tier flat D countries, but also, uh, also in the second and the third tier as well. Um, we we are pushing towards renewables by collaborating with a few um good people out there and also uh, good organisations uh, regarding net carbon zero as well. And then, you know, as architects, we feel that we've got a responsibility to the wider community as well by talking to contractors, clients, and also youngsters as well. Yeah, yeah. educating them, including the contractors, just on just instead of using sort of older diesel technologies, moving and, and doing research to, uh, to find a better solution for, for the building we're busy building together. Oh, definitely. So, I mean, I think, I think that's uh, probably a wrap for our first uh, podcast. And uh, uh, thanks for, for everyone listening. And Thanks for listening, guys. Yeah, thanks for listening. Thanks very much.